And actually, before we jump in, Chad from the future here, after we finished this podcast, our editor noticed that the audio was totally messed up, but he was able to salvage the audio from the camera and he was able to make it sound a little bit better. But we just wanted to give you all a heads up about that, that the episode was strong and we're not going to let the enemy take this away. But we do apologize that the audio is not up to par with what we typically have. But thanks for being on this road with us. And now to the episode. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another morning. Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're back at New Morning Mercy. So without further ado, Tori's just going to take it from here. Yes, yeah. Let's do it. Today's devotional says this. Today, you will spend solitary moments of conversation with yourself, either listing your complaints or counting your blessings. Think with me for a moment. Do you live a life of blessing or complaint? It is so easy to grumble. It is so easy to find fault. It is so easy to be discontent. It is so easy to find things that are less than what you want them to be. It is so easy to be irritated and patient. It is so easy to groan and moan about the difficulties of life. It is so easy to be dissatisfied. Why are these things so easy? Well, They're easy because sin still causes us to make it all about us. Because sin really is selfishness at its core. We all still tend to shrink our worlds down to the small confines of our wants, our needs, and our feelings. We then tend to judge the good of our lives by how much of what we want we are able to actually have. At street level, it is tempting to live a God-forgetful, me-istic existence. If you put yourself in the center of your world, you will find plenty of things to complain about. It is also true that you live in a fallen world where people and things are not functioning the way God intended. The world really is terribly broken. Life here really is hard. You face all kinds of difficulties, big and small. People disappoint you. They make your life hard. Obstacles appear in your way. In some way, the fallenness of your world enters your door every day. Combine the hardships of life in this fallen world with the self-centeredness of sin, and you have a recipe for disaster, or at least a miserable life of discontent. The Bible does not see grumbling and complaining as little things. In Deuteronomy 1, Moses recounts how the people of Israel murmured or grumbled about their lives. And embedded in that murmuring were questions about the goodness and wisdom of God. God's assessment was that by their grumbling, the people had rebelled against him. They had shown that they were unwilling to do what he called them and enabled them to do. The joy or complaint of your heart always shapes your willingness to trust God and do his will. Complaining forgets God's grace. It ignores his presence. It fails to see the beauty of his promises. It allows the display of his splendor and creation to go unnoticed. It questions his goodness, faithfulness, and love. It wonders if he is there and if he cares. If you believe in God and his control over everything that exists, 
then you have to accept that all of your grumbling is ultimately grumbling against him. Yes, it is so easy to complain. It is so easy to forget the daily blessings that fall down on each of us. Our readiness to complain is another argument for the forgiving and rescuing grace that Jesus, without complaint, willingly died to give us. My worst. Well, that just got me. Is that it? That's it. Oh, my worst. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> where do we pick up with this one? That had so much in it. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first off, the whole grumbling thing hit me in the chest. Because I grumble with my chest. Oh, my word. Sorry, if, if you are either laughing or annoyed by my reaction to this, Tori and I are just staring at each other like, oh, gosh. You know, and I don't know if, even if this analogy counts, but I just, whenever you mentioned about the, like the grumbling, how the Lord, he heard their grumbles and Moses said that, and it's just, I get to this point, it's like, wow, like, this is a weird analogy, but even if I'm not cheating on my spouse, I'm grumbling about her. Or if I'm living in visceral marriage, that's not God's intention. It's like, oh yeah, well, I'm not doing this. You know, it's like I'm fighting for the lesser of another evil. And it's just like, wow, like I, God designed us to flourish, but that doesn't always mean what flourish means in the world's view. It means what it looks like from his point of view, his spiritual view. And yeah, that just really, that really hit me. And I actually wrote down a few notes, but this devotional took so many different turns. The first one, as you were talking about earlier, the devotional is about how sin compounds. I think that I've experienced it more than most of us, where you commit a sin and then it leads you to want to go to another sin. So just being fully transparent with you all, like my thing was that whenever I struggle with pornography, it's like, okay, then I felt bad about myself. So now I don't want to spend time with God. I don't want to turn on worship music. I don't want to talk to friends that would hold me accountable. So then I fall into a deeper hole, which is I lead to like binge eating or I lead to this or to that. And it, lead, and it compounds and it gets much, much worse because your body desires comfort. We're always desiring some type of comfort to say, oh, I feel okay now. And a lot of us, that's what we're doing when we're saying is we're just trying to feel okay. Yeah. And even uh, lead to not feeling okay. Yeah. And because that's, that's what happens is like that leads to a greater un-okayness that we feel. And so I, I don't know that how that parallels, and that's just something I felt earlier on in the devotional before we got to the part about the grumbling. But that was just something that really stuck out to me about how our bodies, with a bentedness towards sin, naturally, like because we naturally gravitate towards that, we need to actively resist that. There's this whole cool workout program that came out years ago that it talked all about muscle confusion. Because your body, when you do the same workout over and over and over again, will get used to that workout and will find an easier way to do it. And the workout has diminishing returns for you. Where like the first couple of weeks you're doing it, the work it's really testing your muscles in a new way. But after a couple of months, you're just like, oh, this workout isn't that difficult for me. So you have to be constantly changing things. And whenever we understand that our body is naturally looking for comfort, right? It's going to go seek that in different ways. Either it is actively living in sin or grumbling about your job that God's called you for, for just as time as this. Or if you're having conflict with that spouse and you just want to go vent, it's like, oh, maybe you should practice healthy communication and resist that urge to fall into what's easy 
and do what's more difficult but better and leads to the fruit of the spirits. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm just running off at this point. But No, it's so good. I think the big thing that stuck out to me is that we belittle sin so much and we don't think of complaining and grumbling about our lives as sin. And so I feel like even in the Christian culture, it's not like looked down upon. And not to say that like we need to have like these crazy judgmental eyes, but we need to be aware that God does not see this as small. When we think of sin, we think premarital sex, we think pornography, we think cheating on spouses, we think these big things, like these big sins against mm. God, right? But like God doesn't measure sin like that. And when it says that Moses saw or God saw these people literally in rebellion against him because they were grumbling about their lives. Y'all, God's the same yesterday and today. So if we are sitting here complaining and grumbling about our lives, then God is looking at us like we are rebelling against him. And so we need to recognize that. Like I have never had that realization before. And so I think that's why it impacted me so much of like, wow, as I diminish my complaining, I am diminishing cross. And so I don't want to make complaining in my, about my life like this small, mediocre thing that doesn't really mean anything because what I'm doing is also making the cross this small, minimal thing when it's not. And so truly, we have to recognize and meditate daily on the cross and magnify the cross because when we magnify the cross we have different lens to see our lives and we're also filled with the fruits of the holy spirit so we're going to operate in more joy and more self-discipline more control more peace and so it all comes back down to the number one thing which is god's grace it is the gospel it is what are our eyes focused on and we are just talking about this in church but it's like okay what are we meditating on? Are we meditating in the word or are we meditating in the world? Because if we're meditating in the world, it is going to lead to all these things. We're going to complain about our lives. We're going to find something that's lessened. There's something that's not working the way we want to. We don't have that thing that we want. Or we're meditating on the word of God, which is going to make our lives so incredibly different and we're going to live so much different mentally emotionally spiritually and physically and so we just need to make sure that we are magnifying him we are magnifying the cross we are magnifying his name that way we can live a life that is not marked by corruptly yeah there's something you said early on in that before we pray on out it, it you mentioned like my life and I think that's that's the crux of it, is that it's not my life, it's his life. Because he purchased me, and it was at expensive cost. It was a heavy cost. It was a cost I couldn't pay. And my life left to my own ownership would lead me to not spending life with him forever. And so whenever we start looking at it is his life through me. You know, I think it'll help us with that thing that we've been wrestling with for the past probably four or five days of this devotional is just like, wow, okay, what the more I try to make it about my life, the more it leads to dissatisfaction, discontentment, lack of joy and sin. The more I make it about his life, his plan, his glory, his revelations, his love, right? The more joy, satisfaction, contentment I'm going to experience. And that's just something that we have to constantly 
be reminded of is that he 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 bought us with his blood. Yeah. Want to pray, Sile? Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you and we magnify your name today. God, we thank you for the cross. We thank you that we get to pray to you, that we get to be in relationship with you. God, forgive us for how quickly we resort to complaining, to grumbling, to murmuring. God, forgive us for how we sin against you. God, forgive us for our lack of gratitude for the blessings that you bestow upon us every single day. God, forgive us for not being grateful for the breath that you have put into our lungs, the purpose that you have given us to live this life, Father. Would you fix our focus today? Would you help us remember? Would you help us live a life that signifies the remembrance of your grace that is worthy to be called your children? Father, help us. God, we thank you for your grace because we fail every single day. But your mercies are new every single morning. We thank you for those, God. We pray that your Holy Spirit empowers us today to live a life that looks different than the world. We love you, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. And that was that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys. I'm the Jackie. Arnie Vedadji. Arnie Vedadji.